what's up? Welcome to episode 417 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. And this week, especially, oh, yeah. especially if you play Arena. Yeah, I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, Megan teased it there. We are talking to a very special guest, Tyler, about playing for free on Magic Arena. That's right. He's going to tell us all about going infinite cool. by just getting the very basics when you start out. Yeah, you can start from nothing and you can do this. Yeah, which it is, is wild. Almost unbelievable. And if even if you're somebody who's like, I'm not interested in playing for free or going infinite, I'll spend some money on Arena every yeah. month. This is still a worthwhile listen yes. for you because you will learn tips and tricks that you didn't had no idea existed that yeah. will just give you a little bit better return on your investment or help you out a little bit here or there so you're spending less money overall. It is pretty stinking cool. Yeah, really, really, really interesting discussion. Uh, so stay tuned for that coming up. Um, and <laughs> by the way, like... Uh, I'm just happy that we're able to bring you like different guests because next yeah. week is going to be Judge Rob coming on yes. to talk about call time. Yeah. Pre-release primer. Oh, and ev everyone loves our Judge Rob episode because you're going to find out everything that you need to know about all of the mechanics yep. and all of the individual, maybe complicated cards. Absolutely. And all of the rules and details you need to confidently stride into your call time pre-release. I'm going to be strutting into that pre-release. Yeah, you And by are. that pre-release, I mean sitting at my computer. <laughs> like into your office to sit at your I desk. I will strut. Strut, strut, strut. Here I come. Pre-release action. I'm so excited for call time. Oh, same. These cards are great. And all of this is made possible by our patrons. Yes. Thank you so much to every single patron of this show, past, present, and future, just like the ghosts that visited Scrooge. Yeah, we know if you're going to be a patron one day, and we thank you in advance. We thank you in advance, and especially some thanks to a couple of new Yay! patrons in the past week. Thank you so much to Trevor, to Rowan, and to Heather. Yay! Thank you all so very much, as well as to Victor, who upped their pledge. Yay, that's so amazing. Thank uh, you so much, all of our new members, people who yes. are increasing their pledge people who remain people who are supporting us on patreon it means oh. so very much to us absolutely uh, and we thank you from the very bottoms of our hearts yeah you can become a patron over at patreon.com slash glhf magic take you just about two minutes bing bang boom you're a supporter you can do it for any dollar a month that means a buck mm -hmm. a month gets you access to becoming a patron five bucks a month is our squirrel level which is like i don't know what per episode 25 cents something yeah. like that um wait a dollar per episode a dollar a dollar 25 a dollar 25 you get access to our discord community other benefits it's a really cool place to be what a deal what a deal nothing costs that that little anymore no like you can't get a kick a in the York face for that price peppermint patty does <laughs> is this the second time we've talked about york peppermint patties on this show very likely because i like them a lot you're thinking about them all the time. Is I, that it? I, not all the time, but like if I'm going to go into, you know, like you're on a road trip and you stop for gas and you also you hop in to get like a candy or a snack. Yeah. That's it's my go to. Absolutely. York peppermint patty plus what? Ooh, OK. It depends. <laughs> this is a very important question. It is a very important question. Obviously. OK. Love me a York peppermint mat patty. Yeah. I also love when they have those cheap sugary little coffee machines. That like make you a tiny hot vanilla cappuccino Cute. or whatever. It's <laughs> like, a good combo. It's a nice little combo in the winter. York peppermint patty, tiny little sugary coffee. Yeah, that's it. I mean, I'm going full on salt. 
you know? Yeah. Like, um, give me them corn nuts. <laughs> give me them uh, cheddar cheese combos. Oh, man. Yeah. Give me some bugles. Um, okay, maybe I'll buy one of their little bags of mini donuts. Oh, yeah. Mini donuts are pretty good, too. Just those absolute, just probably made of plastic. Yeah. But they're delight. I'm like a, I'm like a sugar. And you're like a salt. Yeah. That's why we were good on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's all it takes, everybody. Ooh, let's break it down. Aggressive players like salty snacks. Oh. Control players like sweet. sweet. I do think, Maria, we have had specifically an aggro and control snack discussion before. Have we really? I swear that we have. It seems like something we would have I'm done. pretty sure. Anyways. Patreon. This show is also made possible <laughs> by our wonderful sponsor, Card Kingdom. Cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. An excellent place to go to get all of that sick call time action. Absolutely. You can pre-order all of your call time stuff over at cardkingdom.com slash GLHF right now now right now and they'll ship it out to you so fast you'll blink and boom it'll be arriving on your doorstep that's right just like that wow great people over at card kingdom check them out mm-hmm. say good luck high five they'll give you a sticker or a token in your order for free um which is even cheaper than a dollar 25 an episode yes. so you know <laughs> yeah like how about that think about it all right everybody we have a very special guest who's joining us this week on good luck high five that's right. Everyone, please welcome Tyler. What's up? Hello. Thank you for the welcome. I am just so pleased to be on on this program. I am a huge fan, and I am a huge fan of the program and a huge fan of you both. So it's it's like triple the fun for me, really. Ooh, oh, so if you're a huge fan, you'll know this trivia question. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great, great. Test. Wow. Yeah. You must wow. pass this test. <laughs> Who is the third unofficial host of Good Luck High Five? Oh, my gosh. I, I have no idea. Oh, oh, that's fair. Well, okay. So we've debunked what you've said. Yeah, earlier. that's fair. Wow. Okay. Oh my I've already been proven a liar, so I'm not sure how the rest of this is going to go. I because guess Maria brought you on the show just to roast you? <laughs> I mean, you know, fair. it's fair. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. I'm here for whatever. The answer, of course, is Ghost Host, um, uh, which I'm sure our true fans will that's, know. Wow. That's fair. Just I will. I <laughs> will admit, everybody. I'm. I'm not a. I'm a. Uh, you know, for the last year, fan, and I'm a fan of you both sure, for longer than enough. that. But the program itself, probably for the last year. Every time you call us a program, I feel so fancy. <laughs> yeah, we're very fancy. We're yeah. a program. I feel like. Yeah. I feel I feel like we're um in like a a news studio. Oh yes, we are. I mean, we kind of are. We actually are. But uh, yeah, as as I said it, I was like, well, we are in a studio. Yeah, yeah. And you could be a well, news studio reason- if you wanted it to, right? Yeah, true. We could t- we do the <laughs> we do here. a news show. Okay, <laughs> we've all <laughs> perfect. <laughs> this interview has already gone off the rails, but it's okay. <laughs> yes, because we know Tyler in real life, IRL, and yeah. uh, he graciously offered to come on our show to talk to us about going infinite or uh, being free to play on Magic Arena, which I know is something like a lot of people mm-hmm. have a goal of. It's like the ultimate shining star on the top of the hill, like That's being able right. to play for free. So. First question. Let's start this thing off, Tyler. Um, tell us a little bit about um, your journey being able to play free on arena. Like, who should do this? Like, because yeah, it's not a journey kind of for everybody. Are you like? What, what yeah. do you enjoy playing the most? How long have you been playing? All that good jazz. Well, thank you for asking. Uh, I am uh, so I definitely <laughs> prefer limited, and I think that's something that is 
helpful if you want to go free to play on arena just because i think that is the best route that they give you to uh to invest your gems and gold into the game and get a collection out of it um i think i am someone who's been playing for about the last year so i think this is definitely applicable to people who don't feel like they've been playing arena for a long time um or you know weren't there since the beta uh, and maybe feel like they're somehow behind or somehow you know need to catch up or feel overwhelmed by how do i start a collection how do i maintain a collection on arena sure um, i can say that i started playing uh when around when eldraine came out and i have a full play set of rares from every standard set since Eldraine, uh, including Eldraine. Um, wow. And, and, I, and I have gold and gems in my little digital bank, uh, and I have about 130 rare wild cards and about 97 mythic wild cards. Um, so I have, I have the ability yeah. to sort of build whatever I want, and I, as I said, I started playing a year ago, and so it's definitely doable to enter into Arena, uh, even if you feel like you're behind, and, and build a collection. Uh, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a great Very point. Very cool. Because I think this is one of the things that I see the most posted about new players on Reddit is how do I make a collection yeah. on Arena? I feel so behind the ball. And something else really shocking, at least to me, about about your investment in the game. Tyler, how much money have you put into Arena since you started playing? Uh, I bought sort of those welcome things that they give you. So the $5 uh, kind of very super welcome bundle and then the $15, I don't know what they called it at that point, but the other thing that they offer you as a one-time purchase. Um, so I bought those two. I haven't bought that second $15 thing after they updated it whenever they did this year or this past year, I guess, now that we're in 2021. Uh, but uh, that those are that's that's all I invested. So I, I invested about twenty dollars into the game, uh, and I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> that's an, just yeah. a really amazing accomplishment in your first year playing as well. Like mm -hmm. I have to say that I think you're an extremely good limited player. So I, if you are at home, like I'm, I mean. Do you think people who are not as good as at as you at limited should still try and do this? I, I definitely think there's different strategies depending on how uh, good you are, and I think there's uh, that's something that we can talk about now or we can talk about later. Sure. I think there's there's different. So there's there's sort of three different types. Not sort of. There are three different types of draft that you can uh, do on arena. There's two drafts where you're playing against uh, or you're drafting against other real players, um, and there's quick draft, which is when you're drafting against bots. Um, and the investment is uh, half, uh, it's half the price to do a quick draft that it is to do the other two types of drafts. So um, I think you, one thing that you really want to establish if this is a route that you want to go down is what your win rate is, um, especially in draft. Um, and there are different trackers that you can use to establish that for yourself. Um, I'm personally really partial to one, excuse me, one called 17 lands. Um, and you can search just 17lands.com. Um, and find that and i think especially for limited it's really really an excellent tracker and it'll give you a lot of data it'll track all your drafts you can go back and look at the picks that you made um, and look at those you can have other people look at them for you it's really easy to link to other people um, and it also keeps track of your win rate for you uh across all different uh, the different formats so you know it'll tell you in uh kaladesh remastered this is what your win rate was in zendikar rising this is what your win rate was and if you start to establish that baseline for yourself then you can say okay let's say you are uh, around 55 percent. what is the best route to go uh 
if you're around 55%. If you're less than 50%, what's the best route to go? Um, and uh, if you're less, if you're 50% or less, quick draft is definitely the best route to go. Um, it's something where you can really, uh, you, you're almost guaranteed to get a better return in quick draft if you're just rare drafting, um, which is to say you're basically taking every rare you see, um, then you do from packs. Um, and so that's, that's sort of like the baseline route that I would tell people to go if they're, uh, you know, feeling like they're maybe not the, the strongest limited player, or they might need more experience with limited before they want to jump into the deep end of the pool with the more expensive draft types. Wow. Okay. So this is already like really scientific, which is yeah. pretty cool. And I'm definitely going to get one of these trackers because I haven't been doing that. No. And that seems like super interesting to know how well I'm doing and keep track of it um, for just not, not only for just being interesting, but to help me make better decisions about what I'm doing in the future with my gameplay. But let's go, um, can we start going wider big picture? Yeah, please. Like if, if your goal is to play for free on arena or to collect an entire set uh, like you've been able to do, what do you need to do? <laughs> great, great <laughs> and question. And then we can break it down. <laughs> great question. Um, so like I said uh, at the start, I think drafting uh, is is the, the route that I would f focus people on um, as far as, uh, you know, especially when a set comes out. Um, that's that's a place that I, I always, again, I, I, I know that some people just aren't that into draft. And I think that that's something that you have to evaluate in terms of this method, if this is something that you want to, try but i think that uh if you have any interest in draft at all um if you start out the set drafting and you save the packs that you get through the uh free you know the packs that they give you through the mastery track um whether you buy the mastery pass or not you know uh those those free packs that you get um you you can start out drafting and choosing every rare that you see or you know you can you can find different balances um some people choose just literally every rare that they see and they're not that worried about what the deck that they finally get is and they might just have this sort of pile of random cards a lot of rares <laughs> that they try to throw together and maybe they win a match or two or maybe they don't and they're not so worried about that because really their end goal is just to get as many rares as they can from drafting and to to collect all those rares as quickly as they can because their end goal is to just get a collection so that they can play some kind of constructed format and they're people do that they do yeah absolutely and it's it's honestly a great strategy if if even if that's all that you're looking to do um the reason being that uh wizards has put duplicate protection into the packs that you open which means that if you open a pack of any set if you don't are if you already have four of a certain rare it won't give you another one of those rares until you collect all of the rares in the set um and so how this works with draft is the the, the packs that you open in draft are not duplicate protected which is why you want to start with the draft first because you want to accumulate let's say half the rares in the set through draft and then if you open the rest of your packs you're going to get all of the rest of the rares because those rares are duplicate protected when you're opening those packs. So it, Whoa! So, I did not know that there was people out there tanking their own drafts just to get rares for the collection. Yeah, it explains a lot. in my mind. Yeah, it's, it's, the math is available online if, you know, for, for anyone to go look for, but it is actually true that you can get a better rate as far as like gems or gold per rare uh through using draft than you can through the packs again you have to look at what your win rates are and, and all of that stuff um and one downside of this route is that you do get fewer wild cards because you're opening fewer packs in a to get a set you know completed if you want to just 
buy all your packs via gems or gold directly from the store. You're going to open more packs and therefore get those free wild cards that they give you in those wild card, you know, the little dial that starts ticking up as you open yeah. packs. So you're going to open fewer packs because a lot of the rares you're getting are going to be through draft and therefore won't count towards those dials. So that's one of the downsides of this of this method. So you're telling me though that like in this in this scheme <laughs> I should I should draft a bunch and like accumulate packs in my little pack section of my account and then wait and wait and wait and then open my packs. That's exactly right. And again, I can definitely say for myself How? How? What kind of restraint do you have? <laughs> what did you say, Maria? What kind of restraint you must well, have? That's a, I can't. I can barely <laughs> sit there while my Caldheim packs that I paid, you know, $25, $50 for are just sitting in there. And that's that's another thing that chump. you have to evaluate about yourself. I am someone who has always loved <laughs> delayed gratification. So this actually plays yeah. right into what I even want to be doing. You know, I, I love that feeling of sort of saying, okay, I'm not going to get this right away, but because I'm waiting, I'm getting a better return on my investment. Um, it's similar to, you know, those little little kids that they they asked about uh, yeah, whether the they wanted M&Ms or whatever well i'm talking about uh the experiment they ran on little children about whether they wanted one marshmallow or two marshmallows yeah um, yeah it's like that although did you know that apparently that more effectively tested whether or not that child trusted adults that that makes sense to me i i have actually like, heard like, that, literally yeah. they realized they were like wait a second all i'm testing is whether or not this kid trusts this adult to give them two marshmallows will they give me two marshmallows that makes sense and, okay and that's a deeper psychological kind of thing that we maybe don't want to get Anyways, into right now but not this, either way uh, i i want that one marshmallow yeah. you know basically is what <laughs> i do you know what is funny i was I was like not intentionally doing this, but just because I hate individually clicking on packs. And so I would just wait until I had 10 because then you can open the, then you can click the one where it just opens 10 at a time. It's true. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So in a way you'd, you'd Anyways. started to move in that direction, even if it was for a completely yes. different, different Just reason. by being lazy and not wanting to click on individual packs. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, this clicking. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, Tyler, tell me a little bit about more like when you should open this bounty that you've created. Yeah, so uh, this is, again, going to depend on exactly what you're trying to do. Um, some people might say, I just want to get a certain amount towards, um, you know, having enough feeling like I have enough rares and enough uh, of a collection of this one set to start building a deck. Or you might be like me going for a complete playset of the rares. And so it depends on exactly what you're going for as to what you might choose to do. But if you're looking for a complete playset, um, there is a formula. Again, this may not be uh, the most functional thing to get into on a podcast, given that I can't sort of like <laughs> have, I don't have like a whiteboard behind me that I could go into. But um, <laughs> there is a there is an equation. Um, a shorthand that you can use is for most sets, assuming that it's not one of the remastered sets and has a lot more rares or a lot more mythics than a normal set does. Um, most sets, it's going to be around 250 packs plus rares. So if you had, let's say, 110 rares that you'd accumulated through draft, then you would need about 140 packs um, to have accumulated to uh, to equal those two things out. So depending on, you know, for Zendikar, the, the mastery track gave you a lot more packs just because the set was, there was a longer time period between when Zendikar came out and when Kaldheim came out. Um, so it depends a little bit on that as well as to how many drafts you might need to do. Um, and also, again, you're going to, like, there's even more delayed gratification involved if you want to wait until you finish your mastery track uh to to open all your packs because obviously that's something that you you're going to have to wait a certain amount of time for regardless because there's only so much experience you can earn 
uh, in any, any given yeah. week. Wow. Okay. So this is all making sense as far as like accruing a collection that you can use to play historic or standard or whatever you might be interested in. So my question is, is how does this translate to being able to like play draft or sealed or other events for free? Yeah. So uh, like I mentioned a little, or, you know, sort of got into earlier, um, it, it it's going to be about uh, what your win rate is, is the best way to think about which type of draft might be best for you. Um, and again, there's lots of math involved in this. The, there are there are spreadsheets and things online that you can that you can search for that that will give you... Shocking that magic players went into this. I know, this. shocking, <laughs> truly. Um, but, the, you know, people have made spreadsheets that you can plug in how many of each rare you've collected and, uh, you know, how many packs you've accumulated. And it'll give you a rough number of drafts that you have left over um, until you might complete the set again it's basing this off of some kind of algorithm so it might it's not going to be completely accurate but it'll give you a baseline for for how many drafts you might need to do based on what you have right now um but uh as i said earlier if you're 50 percent or lower then quick draft is definitely the place to start um it's the the rewards are way flatter so there isn't much there isn't so much of a difference in reward between getting to seven wins or you know losing all three you know just losing three matches or three games right away and then <laughs> going oh three um there's not nearly so much of a difference as there are in the other two uh uh, you know, human draft options where you're investing a lot more up front, but the rewards at the top end, especially in traditional draft, are much higher. Um, so that's where I would recommend people if they're starting out with this strategy or just aren't sure how good they are at draft, that's the place to start for sure. Um, and then Premier Draft, the uh, the sort of ranked draft, the other best of one option that's with humans, um, I really don't recommend that for this method at all. The only time that it might make sense is if you're in bronze or silver and maybe to some degree in gold. Um, but the reason that it's not as good for this method, especially as you get better at draft, is that it eventually, as you play in ranked, you're going to be headed towards a 50% win rate because of the way their their ranking system works. So you're going you're gonna to head towards players that are better and better as you get better and better. Um, and so eventually... You know, the very best players, the people that have been playing their whole lives or the pros, like they might be able to maintain like a 60 plus percent win rate in that situation. But for most people, you're going to hit a place where you're now sitting at 50 percent or less. And that's just less efficient for this method. So the place that I would say uh, the, the two methods that I would recommend is either quick draft if you're 50 percent or lower or traditional draft, which is the best of three variants, um, if you're if you feel like you're a little bit better at draft. Um, the reason being that that method only looks at what the win rate of your deck, or not win rate, but the 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 rank. Uh, what am I trying to say? The record of your deck um, that you have drafted in this particular draft. So you're, if you are uh, if you've lost one game, you'll be matched against other people who have lost one game. If you've won one game, regardless of like their level or whatever, exactly. So it doesn't take rank oh. into into account, which is a huge advantage cool. if you feel like you're good at draft because you're not going to hit that you know diminishing returns of headed towards fifty percent. Um, and yeah. and in addition to that, if you can win three, if you can regularly win three. Uh, you know, if you can trophy, if you can win three matches in those best of three drafts, the return is double what you put in. So you you basically earn a whole nother draft for free. Um, so that that really has the best return uh, for people that feel like they're uh, at 55 percent. It's maybe like almost a wash between quick, quick draft and that. But as you approach 60 percent and get above that, then it's it's a pretty clear choice to, to head in that direction assuming you have the time to put in for best of three obviously because it's it's a you know takes longer to play the the matches than than best of one does 
So Tyler, the big question is, um, what is your win rate? Uh, good question. So <laughs> <Wow>. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to share that. Uh, since I, so total, since I started playing, I'm about 62%, um, in draft and, uh, in the last three standard sets, I'm about 67% over the last three. Jeez. <laughs> Those are numbers that when we read them out, like on coverage or whatever, we're like 67% win rate. We're like, that's excellent. <laughs> nice. That's excellent. I number. will say, I will say, uh, that's, that is in using these methods. I have played some, uh, best of one and, you know, tried to rank up and all that stuff too. But I, for the most part, I do play best of three. So I will say best of three arena, the, the, the true limited, uh, heads out there, whatever you want to call people who are obsessed with limited. <laughs> I don't know if that's the best. We'll, we'll workshop that, that a little bit. Like a, that named, yeah, we got to workshop that. I, yeah, limited heads. I don't know what not, to call. <laughs> but they, but not quite there. I think they. Most people would agree that if you really want to get better at limited and you want to play against the best, that MT, you know, MTGO Magic Online is still the best place to do that, just because the player pool is yeah. so large in in uh, arena. So that is a win rate in arena. So I just want to say that that's uh, that's part of why it is maybe higher than it would be in in another situation. You're just trying to be modest. You're a Minnesotan. <laughs> That's that true. Is true. That's that true. That is true. You have to. You have to say it's that. It's a requirement. That's, it comes. It's a contract. Yeah, we exactly. literally have to sign it when we live in Minnesota. So uh, just to, f- to finish out this limited discussion, yeah. um, uh, we've talked about all sorts of draft, but call time's coming out in just yeah. a couple of weeks here, and it'll be sealed for the pre-release. Yes. Mm-hmm. How does sealed stack up here? So uh, sealed is really not better than quick draft even if your win rate is really low um it looks like it could be just on its face because obviously you get those six packs right away so it is similar to quick draft in that even if you have a poor win rate the the rewards are a little are a little flatter and you're just more likely to get if you lose all three games let's say right away um you're more likely to get a better return on your investment than you are with either of the human draft uh scenarios because you do Hmm. get those I think you, I, I'm not, I'd ha, I don't have it in front of me, but I think you might even get an extra pack right away from the the one loss. I'm not sure. I think you, you definitely get the six packs. I'm not sure exactly what the, the rewards are on sealed off the top of my head, but I know that even if you lose all the games, you're still getting obviously a pretty solid return on investment. It's not that much worse than just buying those packs with gold or gems out of the store. Um, so that I would say that's, it, it's comparable to quick draft, but it's usually better to just quick draft than it is to play sealed. Obviously, if you enjoy sealed, then that's a whole nother part of the equation. But, um, for, for the most part, I would say the, the, the one flip side to that I'll say is that in, in the past, and maybe they'll change this with call time, but they have delayed when quick draft has been available in the past. So yeah. if you're looking to just mm-hmm. jump in and you do feel like you're not great at limited, or you might, you know, again, just need more practice with it. Um, sealed is not a terrible place to start just because it is better. It's better than the the human drafting is for that sort of, uh, fear of like, oh man, what happens if I owe three, you know, and I've put this much gold or this much gems in you're more, you're, you're more guaranteed to get at least a certain amount for your investment than you are with, with those other two methods for sure. Yeah. Wow. I feel like my brain has expanded three sizes today. Yeah. You're the you're the Grinch of Magic Arena. <laughs> I'm the Magic Arena Grinch. Yep. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> uh, this is all, this is like just yeah. fascinating to me. Absolutely. Um, that everybody has been able to figure this out and to game it. I mean, yeah. like, obviously. I didn't even know that it went this deep, but like, it's it's magic and it's magic players. Gamers like, gonna game. Of course it goes this deep yep. at the end of the day. Shouldn't be surprised. And Megan, <laughs> we're gonna go, it's deeper stuff. 
still because this is the question that I also have from yeah. hearing people who do this because, you know, I've uh, people post about their journey about doing this. And a lot of times we'll talk about playing on alternate accounts. <gasps> An alternate account? An alternate account? Yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> so, Tyler, what's the deal with alternate accounts? Should you do it? If you do it, why? And, like, how does yeah. it help? Yeah. Uh, so... The, the big advantage of an alternate, there's, there's a couple different ways to think about it. Um, one way is if you're really not worried about building a collection at all or, you know, having a collection, a cohesive collection on one account, um, then you can have multiple, uh, multiple accounts where you're sort of just doing the quests as you are able to. And it's easier to accumulate gold on each individual account because the daily quests are definitely the best return on your investment for gold. Once you get past that, they do give you some for wins, but once you get past the four wins a day, it's really heavily diminishing returns as far as how much gold you get back for winning a game or playing any more than those first four wins and the daily quests. Yeah. Um, so the that's the big advantage of, of having alternate accounts or an alternate account is that you can you have the ability to do more of those daily quests, again, assuming that you have the time to do that, and you can accumulate gold. And as I said, if you're if you're not interested in building a collection on one account, um, then you can just draft. You know, if all you're interested in doing is draft or or, or sealed or or cube, you know, any of these sort of uh, event type things, um, then those things are way. It's way easier to go free to play in that sense because you're getting to double dip on. The, the daily deals you're getting to double dip on, you know, quest rewards, all of those things. Um, and so if all you're worried about doing is playing in events, then that's a great strategy. In addition, even if you do want to build a collection on one account, um, what I do is I just have one alternate account and I do the daily quests on that as I'm able to. And when I have an event like cube or, uh, any of the cube drafts that have been on arena recently, um, they're phantom drafts, which is to say that you don't get to keep the cards that you draft in them. And so they're obviously not helping you build a collection in any way. It's just a matter of getting to play this fun event. And, you know, if you're really good at it, maybe you can accumulate gold by playing and winning in that. But it's not as it's not nearly as much of a uh, incentive to try to game the system, if it were, um, in those those events, because you're not building a collection. So you can go onto your alternate account and play those events to your heart's content with the gold that you've accumulated there. And it's not taking away from your resources on your, on your primary account. That uh, you're, so it's your wow. little trash hoard account. Ex exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're like, mm, I'm going to play these trashy events that yeah. are just phantom. And I don't actually get any value <laughs> exactly. except for the fun I'm having. I'm going to go over to my dark account on the dark web. Just kidding. I don't know. It's <laughs> like when you're leaving the house and you're like, where are you, where are you going? And you're like, nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> nowhere. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not going to do anything. No interesting. <laughs> yeah. The, so that's okay. That's how I have to frame it in my head. Tyler is to call it my trash account. That's totally fine. So Whatever helps you Maria is, is fine by me. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but you touched a little bit on quests. Yeah. So I want to hear more about like, what's your approach to like daily quests and all of that sort of stuff. Oh, can I ask a question? Yes, yes, please. Because I heard this way back in the day when arena started that no matter what, just making sure it's true, you should reset your quest to try and hit them all at 750. So I do think that's definitely a strategy that's worth pursuing. I will say my biggest thing about daily quests is just not turning them into chores that add like a huge amount of pressure to you. So I uh, the the method that I use is that any of the quests that, that have um, the two colors involved in them, so it's like play X cards of 
red and green or play X cards of blue and black. Like any of those quests are the ones that I heavily prefer to have. Um, So I generally do re-roll, you know, 500 gold quests to try to get 750. But if I have a 500 gold quest that says play red and green cards, and I also have a 750 quest that says play red and green cards, I might not re-roll that just because you get to double dip and that's so nice from like a time investment perspective. And I might not even re-roll it if I have a 750 quest that says blue and black cards and I have a a 500 quest that says blue and green cards just because I get to double dip with the blue. Um, So I would say that there... The math on that, and I don't have that right in front of me, but I know that they've done the math on that, and it's not a huge difference between whether you know you're worried about never completing 500 gold quests and just always trying to reroll for 750. It's not a huge difference. Um, it's something that's generally good to do, but it's not something you need to be super stressed about, like that you're losing a lot of yeah. value. That's by- a good point. I didn't legit didn't even ever think. Oh, look, it's a double dip situation. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's. N- and now I feel like I'm admitting that to all of you, and I am <laughs> quite embarrassed. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, so like I said, my biggest strategy is just to say like, okay, how do I not have to be stressed out about completing these quests? Because it is true that to use this method that I'm laying out, completing all of your daily quests and trying to get like at least a couple wins a day is is pretty important to to building up that uh bankroll so that when you do go and play your draft events you're not worried about like oh if i lose this one then i won't be able to draft again for a week or you know like things like that because if you if you don't get to a certain kind of status quo of how much gold and how much gems that you have in in your uh in your account then it's pretty easy to to have that you know situation arise where you just won't be able to play draft for a couple days or even a week um so daily quests are really important and uh the cool thing about those double color ones is that if you play gold cards that fit both of those colors so again in the example of a red and green cards if you have red green gruel uh gold cards you can you for each card you play it actually counts for two cards so if you play one red nice. green card it it fulfills two Whoa. of those uh two of those quest uh requirements so if you, if it's a 15 card quest then you only have to play seven and a half of those uh gold cards to get there and i have decks that are just called red green quest and it's just full of all of the relatively <laughs> cheap red green cards that i have right and then i don't have to think so much about like oh man i'm so stressed out about how long this is going to take it's a little bit more like i just play the cards out and like i know that you know over the course of 10 to 15 minutes i can probably complete that quest pretty easily um and i the one and and a sort of like added benefit and again this depends on the kind of person you are but i'm someone who really enjoys winning in kind of strange or odd ways and these de- quest decks I have, are- I would say this whole thing is about winning in a straight Gerard. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I think that's fair. Um, but these quest decks I have are not the most like uh, cohesive, you know, synergistic de- decks in the world. So one thing that's fun is you're going to lose a lot of the games you play with these. The point is not to necessarily win; it's maybe just to complete a quest. But you might see yourself in a situation where you're like, oh actually, I see how I could maybe win through this and this and this. And then it's really, really fun when you win against some deck that's like a, you know, has some elaborate combo or or some deck that's way more mainstream and you win with this pile of cards that, you know, they, that don't make any sense. Like, it's actually very satisfying. So With your quest pile. With your quest Absolutely. pile. Absolutely. Exactly. Right. 
Um, and then the strategy for getting daily wins uh, for me is that I like to have a deck that is really about like kind of having a nut straw. So like just one that you, you know, it maybe isn't the most consistent thing in the world, but if it draws these specific cards, it's likely to win really quickly. Because again, that's a situation where you can just mulligan to those types of hands. And if you don't get one, you just concede. It's not that big of a deal. You've given someone a free win. You've, <laughs> you know, put that energy out into the world. Um, That's what's happening oh. when people just snap concede. It very well might wow. be. Um, but then if you do draw that hand, then you know it's not an absolute guarantee, but you know there's a pretty high percentage chance that you're going to win that game. So you don't have to invest a lot of time in, you know, games that you might not win. Again, this isn't a strategy for how do I, you know, get better at magic. This isn't a strategy for uh you know it's, it, it just is it like this is about i don't want to yeah. it's not how i always engage with the game because a lot of times if you're just, just doing drafts or you know like in different times uh you know depending on how long the set's been out you'll just get those wins through that type of activity that i have a lot of just natural fun doing but if it gets to a place where i'm just like okay i didn't have time today i just want to get one or two wins i can go to that strategy and not be stressed out about it and not have it feel like a huge chore and one bonus, I think, for listeners of this show is I know that uh, that there are there are two decks, one of which is, uh, are favorites of each of yours that are really good for this strategy. Um, Azorius Auras that Maria really loves um, is really great. Uh, I was gonna for say for this because yeah. obviously, if you have your if you have your specific cards in your in in hand at the beginning of the game, that can be a really great uh, deck to to win pretty quickly. And uh, Neostorm is another great deck uh, for this strategy because you know you just have a two card combo. Yeah. If you assimilate, if you assemble that. You're probably going to win the game. Um, the, yeah. So I think Neostorm is a slightly better deck for this, but the only downside of, of it is it's a much more expensive deck to craft in terms of wild cards. So yeah. uh, Azorius Auras is like a great starter deck if you're looking to get into that strategy. Um, and you can even, you know, you don't necessarily have to have all the cards for it. You can start out with, uh, like, Core Spirit Dancer is the most important, like, rare to craft. Mm -hmm. You can really just have Core Spirit Dancer and a bunch of commons and uncommons and you can just mulligan to get to that core spirit dancer and try to win the game that way. So that's that's an easy way to to build this type of deck without investing a lot of wild cards in it. Yeah, and then we get to draw a line in the sand. You know, who are you? Are you a Megan or a Maria? Like, <laughs> I will also say Neostorm is the one that I will pick up if I have a blue-green like spell. Oh, yeah. Totally. Spell quest. Because if you copy Neostorm, you do it 15 times. That is a very good point. Very you're good just point. like, uh, I mean, it, it doesn't, like your opponent has to not concede immediately yeah. once you start going off. But yeah. like, if they don't, you're just like, well, I cast a blue-green spell 12 times. That's <laughs> amazing. That's a great point. I love it. I love it. Okay. So um, do you want to talk next about um, if you're working on building your collection, what you want to craft? Yeah. Um, this is, uh, you know, I'm, this isn't something that I'll go as in depth on, but I think in a general sense and people, this is probably somewhat common knowledge, but in case it's not, um, the rare lands are definitely the, some of the safest things to craft in any kind of, uh, whether it's in standard or whether it's in historic, um, those rare lands, they're, they're so useful for so many different decks, um, that, and they're so likely to stay relevant regardless of whether, let's say, you know, as has been the case over the last year, some number of cards get banned, you know, like that's, <laughs> that's, it's, you're still pretty likely to get to use those rare lands in some decks, uh, even if they look completely different than the deck that you were using them in to begin with. Um, so I would say that's, that's the first thing that I would look to craft. So if you're worried about, should I craft this for this deck? 
rare lands are a great place to start for, you know, things that you don't have to feel super bad about crafting, even if the deck, you know, isn't good or doesn't, you know, it gets something gets banned out of it, like those things that people worry about. Um, and then the other thing that I'll say about crafting is that if you go with the natural rhythm that I've kind of laid out where you're spending the first part of any set drafting, and then once you accumulate enough cards, uh, enough packs and enough rares uh, to open your packs and get and take advantage of that duplicate protection, you probably have a better idea of what things are actually going to stick around as far as meta decks, um, you know, as far as things that just aren't going to be invalidated because they're they were the flavor of the week or, you know, they they uh, seemed like they might be good, but some other deck arose that invalidated it in some way um so it there is kind of a natural built-in advantage to waiting um that you will naturally get to take advantage of because of the fact that you are drafting for the first part of the set and therefore aren't perhaps as worried about what to craft um so those are the two pieces of advice that i would give is that you know lands are always a safe craft and then uh if you if you follow the general advice of of this idea of building a collection you get to take yeah, you just get to take advantage of the fact that other people will have figured out. You won't be me crafting Garuda Doom of Depths for the one week that it was good in standard. Right. And, and then you regret everything. And I mean, that again, it depends on the kind of player you are. And if that's the kind of player you want to be, like there's so much fun to be had in that. It's just not the most efficient way to, to sure. spend resources in the game. Okay. Yeah. Good, good to know. Good to know. Um, this has been absolutely fantastic, Tyler. Yeah. All of this information Thank you so much. has been so wonderful for you. Um, My mind is in pieces. <laughs> it's, it's exploded. Yours has exploded. Mine's grinched. <laughs> grown three sizes this day. Yeah. yeah. Um, you had like just some closing thoughts that you wanted to say about like, hey, doing this, like when should you do this? When should you not do this? Yeah. I just wanted to say that, uh, I'm a big believer in, you know, remembering that this is a game and, you know, everything we've just talked about kind of as, you know, as we've mentioned several times, there's a lot of math involved and it sort of feels like you're breaking it down into this, just a bunch of like little cogs that you're putting together to build like this machine. And there can be value and fun to be had in that. If that's the kind of person that you are, or that's the kind of, you know, that's the way you like to engage with your content. That having been said, uh, I just think it's important to remember that, you know, it's the game is about having fun. It's about, you know, really enjoying or getting some relaxation or fulfillment out of playing the game. And if this method doesn't feel like it's doing that for you, it probably just isn't the right way to go. You know, like it, it's it's something that you should just constantly be checking in with yourself about, you know, not letting this become some kind of like second or third or fourth job that you have that you're just trying to like, all right, got to check in now and, you know, work in the MTG arena client. Punch and the clock. Punch the clock. Got to mine those gems. <laughs> exactly. Like literally, you know, got to mine those gems. Um, yeah. It's okay for that to be the case every once in a while, but I just think if that becomes the way that you're thinking about the game, then, you know, just find another method. And as I said earlier, it, it's also worth mentioning that it just isn't, necessarily about building a full collection if that's not what you're interested in or if you just don't have the time to invest into that um, this can be a good method for just getting you know a certain number of rares that you can play around with in any given set it's still as i said almost always going to have a better uh, return on investment than just buying packs um, so if you're at all interested in draft if you're at all interested in that side of the game that format um, then it's something that I think is worthwhile. If you just absolutely hate draft and couldn't detest it anymore, which I, honestly, I, I don't know what to say to you if that's the case, because I, I don't understand it. But, um, Fair enough. Yeah. But, uh, but if that's true. Us either. <laughs> true. What are you doing I here? mean, like, 
draft is life, man. I I couldn't agree more. But if if that's not the case for you, then again, this may not be the method for you. You know, like I just I just think it's important to say that that even if this is the most efficient way to get uh, a collection or the most efficient way to get you know best return on investment for your resources, that may not be the best way for you to engage in the game. So I I think that was just what I wanted to say for a final thought is you know have fun playing yeah, the game for sure. I mean, that's uh, that's good luck. High fives. Mission. Yeah, like, absolutely. Have a fun time playing magic, being in the community, being part of the game, however you want. You know, like that's if there's one takeaway from our eight years of podcasting. <laughs> yeah, like, I hope that's you better it. be freaking having fun. <laughs> you or else. <laughs> or else we're we're watching you that's right. through the radio. Anyway. Well, no, through through these. I mean, you, you have hooks into these. Uh, uh, you know, into the, into these trackers that we've been uh, telling people to. Oh yeah, to download, absolutely. So, yeah, 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 for sure. I'm absolutely going to do that. Um, first thing I started reading yeah. again, get a tracker going. That's pretty cool. And maybe we can update people, like you know, in a few months or whatever, how Let our win know. rates are doing. Yeah. Or yeah. like in shame, um, never mention it again. <laughs> exactly. If you never hear us mention our draft win rates, you'll know what happened. <laughs> Thank you so much once again, Tyler, for coming on. If um, people want to find you on the internet to hear more of your, you know, amazing uh, tips on playing magic, uh, where can they find you? Um, I am at Ty D Mills, T-Y-D-M-I-L-L-S on Twitter. Um, I don't usually tweet, but maybe, you know, if I get some undisclosed yeah, number said, of followers. Oh yeah, how about, how about 18 followers? 18 okay, followers. Great. If you get 18 more followers, I'll, you'll tweet. I'll tweet at least once. That's, that's a promise. <laughs> That's perfect. That's a Tyler promise. (laughs) That is definitely the kind of Twitter account I want to follow. Yes. Maybe I'll tweet one time. Great. Sign me up. Sign me up, man. Boom. Right there. I'm into it. (laughs) Thank you so much, Tyler. This was awesome. Thank you both for having me. I couldn't have had a better time. Uh, it's time to thank another one of our sponsors of Good Luck High Five, Ultra Pro. They are amazing. Right. If you are looking at this call time art and you're like, Whoa, 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 whoa. You're making the sound that you make yes. when you try and draw cards, but um oh, yeah, but no sense in play. play. <laughs> wow. Rip. Whoa, whoa, me. whoa, 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 whoa That makes whoa. me so sad. I know. Anytime that a static ability prevents something from Ugh. happening and Arena gives you the whoa, 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 I'm you feel, very sad. You feel terrible. Anyways, do you know what does not make you feel sad? Ultra Pro. Everything from Ultra Pro. And if you want to celebrate that sick Kaldheim so art, good. So there good. is no better way than to get plenty play mats and deck boxes and everything else that you need to play the game with that awesome art on it. Yeah, I follow Ultra Pro on Twitter and they're tweeting out all the new stuff that they've got with the art on it all the time. Yes. And it's just it's just wonderful to be able to see this new art being used in such a great way. Yeah. Um, as you know, I love magic paraphernalia and so I'm looking forward to seeing all of the stuff that Ultra Pro puts out from Call Time because this art is exceptional in this It set. is so good. Yeah. Uh, it is so, so good and yeah. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, check it out at your friendly local game store or over on cardkingdom.com slash GLHF because they've got it all. Well, everybody, that's our show. Yeah, thank you so much for hanging out and thank you once again to our guest, Tyler, for giving us incredible mm-hmm. insight in how to spend less money playing Arena. It was I. It was so cool. I learned so much. Yeah, so did I. Which, which boggles my mind because I am someone who plays Arena, especially during this time. pandemic. 
literally every day. I know, right? And I, it's like, oh, yes. I could be making these subtle adjustments to be yeah. to like just make sure that I spend less money overall. And it's it's amazing, right? Because like again, like I feel since the pandemic, my morning routine is instead of like getting up and getting ready to come into the office <laughs> um, or go somewhere because yeah. now we only Can't are here anywhere. on Mondays when we record. Yep. Um, instead, I get up. And I play a little bit of arena yeah, it's while a great I sit in front of my day. sun lamp to start yeah, the day. It's excellent. And now I'm just like, how did I not know these things? Like I could have just been, I could have been making such better use of that time instead of just like, just throwing golden gems at things, I which mean, is what I do all the time. Honestly, so do I. I'm one of the players. I'm, you know me if you're a fan of the show, much like Tyler isn't that we learned earlier. Just kidding. If you ever want to come on the show and just get roasted by me, we'll roast you for free. Uh, no, I, I'm very impatient. I'm impulsive. And yeah. I like, will be like, Oh, I want to play this. I want to buy this. Boom, boom, boom. I'll always do it. Um, but his thing about saving your packs until later to get more rares and wild cards and have a better collection is so smart. It's so cool. Like if you don't need them immediately and you don't need the instant gratification yeah. of opening your pack, there's no reason not no. to do it. It's so cool. So maybe I will Great. try to be a better, you know, steward of my, of I, I my of your own account, my own account <laughs> and try and save my packs and open them later because I do have a pretty good stack of uh, wild cards right now. Nice. So I don't need to do it for call time. Yeah. Um, do you know what's wild is I have way more mythic wild cards than rares yes. right now. Oh, like how? Oh, that's. I think my like it's slightly less now because I just crafted a couple of mythics that I needed. Yeah. But it was literally six like 16 to like 16 to four or wow something like well that. i guess like you generally right now rares are more of the thing that yeah. you need than mythics which i want to say caroline was who's been on the show before yeah um was telling me that like apparently a lot of people were actually having the opposite problem because of those mythic lands oh, like shatter school smashing yeah, sure. turn timber symbiosis and yeah. stuff like that but anyways interesting yeah Okay, well, Wild. next week, Judge Rob will be here to walk us through call time. Yeah. And of course, we'll post our most beloved video, which is top 10 worst rares for your sealed deck. Yep. For pre-release for coming pre -release out next weekend. week. For pre-release weekend. You know, we, you got to know what not to play. You got <laughs> to you gotta know, you gotta know what to make a sad face yep. about when you open it. Yep, absolutely. That's the most important thing. Make that sad face. We can yeah. all feel it. We feel your pain. What a what a great time of year with an upcoming set. Oh, I know. I'm so excited. Um, and thank you once again to everyone who makes it possible. Uh, Absolutely. Everyone over at Card Kingdom, who's yep. such a, a wonderful sponsor of the show. Same with Ultra Pro. Incredible set of people who yep. are always doing cool stuff for the community. And, of course, to every single one of you in our Patreon community. Yeah, thank you so much. Head on over to patreon.com slash Magic if you would like to become a new patron and get your name read out by Megan on our show that's right on the air uh all the time yeah and you can check out our website uh goodluckhigh5.com for all of our stuff uh in case you want to know where we are at any given moment we have a live yeah. tracker of our position in our houses and <laughs> <laughs> that would be so creepy maria's been in the bathroom for 10 minutes is she okay <laughs> you can check in weird i don't even let maps be on like you know when, when apps are like can we track your location my answer is always never and then i try and use maps, maps and it's and like, like maps i don't know is where like, you, you are. have to tell me where you are and i'm like fine just this once <laughs> are you in space i don't know i don't know Oh, I can't start talking about space because I won't stop. Anyway, thank you, everybody. Yes. <laughs> Judge Rob next week. See you there. See you there. <laughs>